0: by the message of an angel may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection through the same Christ our Lord Amen
1: Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas Heard also on grnonline.com and on your smartphone Live from the KATH
2: 910 a.m. studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North
1: Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is the Good News Show.
0: And good afternoon. Welcome to the Good News Show here on this beautiful January 17th. uh, It is uh, Monday and we are live and we got a a big crew here in in the studio to talk about all the stuff that's going on, fun stuff, big events coming up, car raffle season. where we were last weekend, where we'll be this weekend, and, uh, thanks to a lot of people. In fact, uh, we always have a pretty interesting little competition going on as far as who is going to be the top parish in car raffle ticket sales, and, uh, we'll give you an update on that. So, uh, welcome and thanks. Uh, my name is Dave Palmer, host of this program, Cecil Anderson running the board, and, uh, co-hosting guest i don't know what 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 you are so so you are what you are so uh, welcome and and thanks for being here
3: you're
4: welcome i am glad to be here to be me (laughs) whatever it is that i do
0: (laughs) all right all right well put and uh diane xavier is here as well and you know one of the things we're going to talk about in the first 30 minutes we don't have a guest uh second half of the hour i'm very very delighted first of all uh, we ought to make Bill Kula the official producer of this program, because it seems like week after week he is doing uh, a yeoman's uh, work in uh, great, getting great guests for us, and he's just an amazing guy. He's a Director of uh, Marketing and Communications for the Catholic Foundation, and he has arranged for us to speak to the recipients of the 39th Annual Catholic Foundation uh, Gala, which is going to be, um, on February 19th. And it is none other than uh, Lydia and Dan Novikov. Now, I've not met them before, but boy, these, these, this couple, they, they do so much. I mean, I've got like their, just their bio of the ways they serve the local community and pretty amazing stuff, but they're going to get the award. It's a fun event. Have you been to one of these before, Cecil? the, the. the the, the, the Catholic Foundation dinners, you've been to I those, have. Right? I yeah. went to
4: the one two years ago, the last one that they had. Yeah, it was oh, okay. great. Yeah.
0: And they always it's, kind of do a little video and yes. uh, about the award recipients. It's a lot of fun. It
4: is a lot of fun and yeah. great food.
0: And you're going. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> and Priorities. <laughs> Priorities. No, and, uh, and it's always wonderful to hear about whoever they're honoring uh, for that year. To yeah. hear, just to see and hear about what one or two people have done mm-hmm. is quite incredible yeah. and very inspiring.
0: Yeah, I always like a local person or a couple, and uh, we know, you know, I've been to a, quite a few of those. It's a great event. We also have in studio our dear friend who often makes uh, little cameo appearances on the show during car raffle season, Olivia Franklin. There's an important reason for that, because Olivia uh, has in the past been a part-time employee and also volunteer, but she goes around and drives around and picks up all the the tickets and stubs from all of our speakers around town, comes back and delivers them, and then shares some uh, of her wisdom and insights on our show. So, uh, <laughs> Olivia, you, how are you doing? Good to see you.
3: Thank you. Great to be here.
0: Yeah, and uh, I mentioned Diane, you know, we, uh, I don't know if anybody, they, they may not notice, recognize or not, but the Cowboys lost yesterday. Oh, yes, uh, I know all yeah. about that. <laughs> and uh, Diane's a, a big-time Cowboy fan, and uh, I mean, really gets into it. And so we're going to dive a little bit of this uh, uh, first 30-minute segment just talking about uh, sports fanaticism, okay? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it good for you overall? Is it bad for you? I have mixed feelings about it. I'm, I'm kind of... Uh, yeah, like kind of sports apathy. I just I, I like watching it, but I don't really get all that wound up and emotionally involved. But you're you're a big cowboy fan this year, weren't you?
5: I've always been a Cowboys fan since the '90s. In fact, I discovered God through the Dallas Cowboys, and this is a true story. Right? Yes, I learned scripture, everything by watching an NFL game on Sundays.
0: <laughs> tell me the. Can you tell that story? What, 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 you, want, you learned about God by watching a Cowboy game. So well, tell me more. I,
5: well, I had a mystical experience with the Lord at 12 years old. And, and it's hard to describe because it's something very personal. Yeah. But I used to pray in front of the Sacred Heart of Jesus image, yeah. which I had under above my stereo. Yeah. And then during the Cowboys game, I would pray. I'd open my bible and read scripture and pray in front of the sacred heart for the cowboys to win every game since i think the first was the 92 93 season uh they were playing they lost to the what was then the washington redskins football yeah. team yeah where emma smith fumbled back in his own in in the cowboys end zone they were in the end zone of the opponent's team the washington redskins the offense had the ball the cowboys offense and emma smith ended up fumbling And I remember going to bed crying and being angry at God. And then the next day, I swear the kingdom of God opened up. And I just started praying. They beat the Atlanta Falcons big time. And then Jimmy Johnson, the coach back then, was like, the media was like, oh, he mentioned the S word. He was talking about the Super Bowl, and then yeah,
0: they ended yeah. up. The Super interesting. Bowl. So, uh, oh no, yeah. So I, I guess sports in some way can uh, bring you closer to God. So Diane's a big time fan, but we may mention that. And uh, you know, if, even if you're listening out there and you want to comment, I mean, how how big of a deal was it that the Cowboys lost? I know some people like their whole week and maybe their year is <laughs> ruined because the Cowboys are out of the playoffs. But uh, anyways, uh, and so we have a lot else to talk about. A lot of thanks to give for the fo- the priests and the parishes that welcomed us very uh, generously this past weekend, uh, Carref is going very well and uh, on february 25th we're going to get live on the radio and we're going to from our midland office they're going to draw the winner of a 2022 mercedes-benz gla 250 suv and uh, it could be you and so uh, we might see you at uh, some of the parishes that we'll be visiting in the next five weeks and uh, thanks to the folks uh, who um, uh, bought tickets this past weekend also real quickly it's martin luther king jr day so uh, uh, happy Martin Luther King Day. Uh, he he died. I think a year after I was born. He, he I think he was assassinated in 1968. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know, Olivia. You're I think a tad bit older than me. Do you do you have memories of like uh, the, the the assassination, or did that hit the radar screen for you back when 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 um in 1968, or do you do you remember that? Well, like
3: in 68, I was 10 years old. Okay. And I have to honestly say. Really. I mean probably as a news item and and the fact that somebody was murdered yeah, yes but yeah. but beyond that um I didn't at 10 years old, no.
0: Yeah, because yeah. I remember, you know, when Ronald Reagan was shot. I remember when the Pope was shot. Uh, you know, that was 81, and so I would have been about th- uh, 13 or so at that. Uh, I remember those. Uh, but it's kind of one of those kind of things where, you know, certain events, you you you, you just remember where you were and uh, right. all that. So, right. uh, anyways, um, it was but good to hear. But since then,
3: the legacy, you know, I've become more and more aware of that. Yeah. So, um
0: yeah. So yeah. anyways, uh I know so that's so today's MLK Day. And uh let's talk about this past weekend of talks. And uh Cecil, I, I, what can we say about St. Philip the <laughs> Apostle in Louisville? I mean you want to kind of give the background of what? Is
4: sure. That, so, yeah. St. Philip the Apostle Parish in Louisville is my home parish. I came into the church there back in 2016, so it's almost 6 years, which is crazy. And um but before the, I even was involved in Catholic Radio, we every year we had done parish talks there for the past, you know, 7-8 years. St. Phillips has always been the number one parish across the entire network, Um, not just in the DFW area, but across the network that we sold the most car raffle tickets at, which I thought was pretty awesome when I started working here. Um, And then, and I've always like try to play up that point whenever I do a parish talk at St. Phillips and saying, you know, by the way, I don't know, just so you know, you we've been number one for many years. And then last year, Dave, mm, it we happened. Were, we were dethroned,
0: and I, <laughs> by St. Francis Frisco. By
4: St. Francis Frisco, a much larger parish. I would just like to point out. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: it, it didn't sting at all. Did
3: didn't it?
4: sting at all. No, I mean it's it is it's it's lovely that we sold that many at St. Uh, St. Francis. <laughs> but uh, this year, I came back and I was like, I just I have to tell everybody. And I just you know I said you know just as an FYI, if you are a little bit competitive at all, we did get dethroned. I didn't tell them who. Um, but how that had happened but it was very funny because I think everyone took that competitiveness and ran with it because even Father McDaniel he would just be like Ah, oh, that can't happen, guys. We need to, we need to step it up here. And, uh, and so a lot of people really did step it up, Dave. We, one of the masses, we sold so many tickets. I think I have never sold that many tickets at a mass before. Um, so it was quite amazing. Uh, and just the support from all the priests, uh, and deacons and all the staff and the volunteers that were helping. Gosh, Dave, oh, I had four people at all the morning masses. Mm-hmm. There were four yeah. people selling tickets and there were still lines. Going out and, and it was very cold Sunday morning. It was 28 degrees in the first mass, and we're outside, um, all bundled up. And uh, people still waited and uh, bought tickets for us that uh, from us at, in the cold. And we still sold lots of tickets. So m- massive thank you to my sister and my brother who h- came out and helped with several of the masses, and also my uh, our friend Piper, and also one of our uh, dear volunteers Jennifer uh, Disco. Also came and helped us in some of those morning masses because she knew what a rush we would get. Um, and also Rob Brohl, who came and brought us more tickets because we <laughs> panicked thinking we were going to run out of tickets. Because you brought
0: a lot of tickets. I brought a lot of tickets. And still almost ran out.
4: And we still almost ran out. And I was like, I cannot run out of tickets at St. Phillips. And so he brought them over for us. So a lot of people were involved to make that a very successful weekend. So thank you to everyone at St. Phillips who bought tickets. Thank you, Father McDaniel. It was such a rush. And, you know... I'm just like, challenge on, St. Saint, Elizabeth. Saint <laughs> yeah, and, uh, well, yep. St. Yeah, Francis, 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 because we're confused, still yep. going to be
0: out there. Yep, we are. And uh, we did tabulate. We don't have to get into all the weeds of the exact numbers, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know. It I will I, be. I, may, may the best parish win, May you know. But
4: uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so dear. <laughs> uh,
0: so, no, that, that was awesome. I also want to thank uh, University of Dallas. Wow, that's, uh, I was out there yesterday morning. We had uh, Stephen visited uh, for the Saturday Mass. They don't have a Sunday evening mass uh, during off season, I guess you say, because their students aren't back yet, because mm, classes mm-hmm. start, I guess, this week, or? Yeah, they start
4: uh, on Wednesday, I believe. Yeah,
0: they start on Wednesday. So they didn't have a Sunday evening mass yesterday, but they had two morning masses. First mass was, yeah, you know, so, you know, you know, a so, you know, uh, small amount of tickets, but boy, the 11 o'clock mass was just, uh, uh, crazy. Not, not Saint, Saint Philip the Apostle crazy, but yes. it was re- really, so successful. Good, good. They had two visiting priests, uh, Father Paul Vector, who's the, uh, uh, vocations director for the Dallas Diocese. And, uh, Father, uh, Kevin, I think Wilworth, he, um, I, 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 um, I think that's his last name. He used to be at St. Anne's. And, um, I, I was asking the, the chaplain there at UD. I said, well, because he, he was there for both masses. I said, why, you're there. Why, why didn't you celebrate mass? And he says, well, the, the priests like to come to UD, especially the vocations director. Uh, he said, you know, Father, Father Paul loves to come to UD because you've, you've got all these young people here and he likes to, you know, be present at UD. Uh, so yeah, so thanks to them. It was really great to be out there. Uh, St. Anthony and Wiley uh, was another parish that we went to. Diane, you were there Saturday evening.
5: Yes, it's a wonderful parish located near where I live. And the people are so kind there. And um, I sold quite a few tickets for a Saturday, what is it, evening mass? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I just want to thank the Knights of Columbus or Michael. And the men who helped set up a table for me. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, and um, Christina Dodd was out Yeah, there as she well. was
5: so helpful. Yeah. So. I think she's a member of the parish there.
0: Yeah, she is. Yeah, so uh, thanks to Father Tony over at uh, St. Anthony's for allowing us to come out there. And then uh, we also, uh, St. Peter the Apostle Parish in Dallas, uh, which is a... Polish parish, a lot of peas. Olivia, you know more about that parish. Our, our volunteer Joseph was out there for all four masses, two are in mm-hmm. Polish, two are in English. Mm-hmm. And uh, Father Jacek, is he the pastor?
3: Yes, Father Jacek Novak. Yeah. And, um <clears throat> no, I'm sorry, Jacek Wesowski.
0: Oh, okay. Excuse
3: me. <laughs> um, I was thinking, of course, about uh, Novak Novak. Uh, uh jokovic <laughs> that's, that's why he I is made not that the pastor saying. of that parish <laughs> no, no he's not that's probably news to him <laughs> yes yeah. yes but that's why i got the the wrong last name anyway um yes it is it is polish but before the polish came in it's actually um african-american
5: hmm, is that so right
3: yes the the um freemen and women um began that parish and and they continue there um the the uh african american presence there is strong and also there's hispanic presence and also it's one of those beautiful examples of uh the catholicity of mm-hmm. the of the world and um it's a very beautiful little place it's uh, uh, of course being polish it's got the divine mercy so it's got a great big beautiful um stained glass i think it is of that a gorgeous huge crucifix and of course um our lady of chestahova yeah. so it's a it's a lovely parish.
0: That's one of the really fun things about doing parish talks because you get to visit a lot of different parishes and you know the average Catholic in the Diocese of Dallas or Fort Worth has not been to probably more than maybe five six seven parishes in their whole life I would guess mm-hmm. but there's so much beauty and so many every parish has a story every parish has a history mm-hmm. a while back we were doing interviews on all the parishes and we got a lot of them done too and so mm-hmm. we maybe we'll resume that sometime because it, it's a, I it's think amazing. it's a good idea because yeah. Yeah. you
3: know it's st <clears throat> peter for instance uh they they have adoration every day and confession and then mass mm-hmm. so it's just it's bringing in more and more of the young People who live in the community as well, yeah, around it. Uh,
0: this weekend we are going to be at six parishes uh, doing talks. I don't know how we're going to cover all this, but <laughs> we'll figure it out. Uh, St Mary's Parish in Sherman, um, uh, thanks to Father Martin Castaneda, the the pastor up there. Uh, St Elizabeth in Plano, uh, Father Bruce Bradley. St Elizabeth in Keller, uh, and uh, and we um, uh, let's see, St Catherine of Siena in Carrollton. And Sis was like, I want to go to that parish. I want to go to that parish. And you go there every year and do their uh, the do Autumn, the Autumn Fest, Fest. right? I Autumn Fest.
4: I love going to their Autumn Fest. They, it's one of my favorite Alive remotes that we do all year. So I'm very excited to be able to go back. And say, hi, I'm the one who does the live remote. <laughs> and thank you for being so supportive. Yeah, St. So Patrick's
0: in Dallas. Uh, that's, Ooh. I, I went to grade school there. That's uh, important. From fourth to eighth grade. And that was, a, that's, I mean, I have, you know, there's something about that. When you grew up in a parish and you go back and it's just all the, the memories come flooding back. So I'm hoping that I will get to go to St. Patrick's, uh, this Sunday and, uh, speak at some of those parishes, that, those masses. And then also All Saints parish in Fort Worth, which is in kind of like the downtown, uh, you know, area of uh, Fort Worth. Uh, we it's will be It's very near out TCU. There.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, is
0: that okay? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. right
3: right there yes. next yeah. to
0: it. Are you thinking of St. Andrews? Well, I, oh, uh, maybe I am yeah, thinking think of St. St. Andrews. Oh, oh, me too yeah, then. Never mind. St. Andrews <laughs> the one
4: with Father Jim Gelati, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah Father so, okay. so that's, that's oh, in
0: uh, okay. more like south uh, Fort Worth, right, and that's very close to like... The zoo and, right. uh, yeah, TCU and... Right. Uh, uh, oh, right, yeah, right, yeah yes. that's, that's that one. That's uh, okay. That one. And we are going to be there, but not this weekend. Okay. That's what you were thinking.
3: So, again, say which one in Fort Worth, then? Uh,
0: All Saints Fort Worth. Oh, it's, All Saints. Okay. It's, uh, they've got about as many Spanish language masters as they do English. Mm-hmm. It's more on kind of like the north side of downtown mm-hmm. i've been there before it's a heavily, heavily hispanic area okay uh and so they they just as soon as i email them hey can we come out they always email right back and Wonderful. so they, thanks so much to that that parish for allowing us to come out uh also we did a couple of live remotes this past week uh we we're at para car care in uh Uless on wednesday Thursday? All the days started. Uh, it was
4: Wednesday. It was yeah. Wednesday because I had just gotten back.
0: Okay. So, yep. yeah, Wednesday. And so thanks to Bob and Carolyn Parra. And they, they, they lined one. up some great guests. And we uh, talked to Nicole Haverla from Whole Life Authentic Care and uh, Kyle from the That Man Is You and also uh, Catholic Charities uh, Transportation and, uh, we also were at the Knights of Columbus office in Fort Worth on Thursday morning with, uh, our friend Chris Stark. And so thanks to all the people who uh, called in and, and bought tickets there. Uh, we've got some live remotes this week. And Sissel, hopefully you can, um, talk about these places because I know you set, you set both of these up and we've never been there before. Exactly. Uh, Rodenbaugh Appliances in <clears throat> Allen.
4: Yes, so I've been speaking with Ronald, uh, the owner, and uh, he's already working on a great lineup of guests. Uh, And so, yeah, they're an appliance store uh, in Allen and a Catholic-owned business, and he was excited to try to do a broadcast with us, and he's going to put up some sort of uh, gift. So if you call in like we normally do in our broadcast, you can... uh, Buy tickets and also get entered into a mini raffle for another prize. Um, So he's very excited about it. He's been talking to St. Jude's and trying to get some staff members and maybe some people from the Career Alliance to come out and talk. And also, I think his wife is actually the um, parish representative for the synod uh, for for St. Jude's. So I thought that might be interesting to get the uh, the the representative side because we talked to Lacey about because she's the one who's like contacting all of them. You know, she's Mm -hmm. talking or she she's kind of one of those people who's in communication with them. So. Yeah, it'll be very exciting. Saint Jude
0: is a parish we have a a pretty close relationship with. Uh, Mary Boyle is Mm kind of like the parish manager, and of course, Father Andrew Semler is the pastor there. And uh, every every fall, we go out and do a broadcast. Mark Willis is uh, like he's this big time radio guy. And he and I will typically co host it. I know you were out there with your sister and I brought my daughter and mm-hmm. so that that was a lot of fun. It and is. So uh we enjoy a great relationship there and thank uh, Father Andrew. And we will be at uh, Saint uh, Jude's and Allen uh in a an upcoming week as well. I kinda take these one week at a time.
3: <laughs> best <laughs> so, <laughs> best to do that, especially for the people listening so they'll know where to yeah, come. Exactly. I, I know.
0: So it's a lot. Um, all right, so uh <laughs> mm-hmm. Roden Ball is going to be uh, this week. Let me see. I don't know if you have this off the top of your head. Oh, when I, is I,
3: it? Uh, it's ten AM
4: I believe on Thursday. Thursday, ten a.m. I think Thursday, okay. ten a.m. That's just yeah. me coming off that off the top of my head. I okay, will confirm. I, I,
0: I can check that. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So yes, ten
4: a.m. on Thursday. Okay, 10 and it's a.m. at uh, one hundred and two West Main Street in Allen.
0: All right. Very good. Thanks. And then uh, the next day on Friday we are going to have a four p.m. live remote. Another place we've never been to before. Smart looks decor in Richardson. Yep. And this is we got to thank Michelle Shook because yes. she's. Uh, with Decided Excellence, and she's the one that uh, Al- Olivia t- called her, and then she's like <laughs> another little Olivia, like a little Energizer buddy, <laughs> yes. and she sends us this big list of all these po- potential live remote places, so thanks to Michelle, but uh, Smart Looks, well, what kind of stuff do they sell?
4: So, it's I, you know, it's one of those things where we're going to learn a lot more about it on the <laughs> Not, day of, but it is a decor, it's a decor um, uh, place, so I think they have a, larger pieces of furniture and things like that, and uh, Valerie Kernan is the uh, owner I believe Um, and she uh, is also very excited to have us out and supposedly it's a very big open location so lots of opportunities for people to stop by that's on Greenville, South Greenville and Richardson, 101 South Greenville uh, Richardson, so 4pm and uh, tune in also because we're going to hear a lot more about what it is exactly that they do. So <laughs>
0: <that's> <laughs> they a, probably know better than we. That, do. Exactly. So yeah. that's the thing
4: is I don't want to get the wrong idea by me badly explaining it. But right, uh, they're right. they're they're very gracious
3: yeah. to allow us to come out.
0: Good reason to tune in, yeah. uh, Olivia. You got your paper in front of you. You got something on your mind. Oh, I
3: just wanted to say that I'm excited that we have added these new places for the live remotes because, <laughs> yeah. you know catholic is meant to encompass everything Mm -hmm. and so i just i think it's going to be great and of course at these locations we're going to have people come in and and talk about various different things so it's just it's just a great little package i think so i'm very excited
0: yeah it really is one of the great things about going out to these parishes is that you get to you know meet people uh in person because radio like right now the four of us are here but everybody listening is here in your car or your you know office and you know you're we quite distanced, but to actually be out there and have people come up and say, Hey, I love what you're doing. And I'm just wondering, and, and Diane, I know you probably met some good folks at uh, in Wiley as well. Yes, uh, uh, in, uh, well, a yeah.
5: couple uh, converted to the Catholic faith because of the Summer Speaker Series talks that we broadcasted <laughs> this summer on Father John Ricardo. Oh, is that right? Uh, yeah, and I was the one that chose the talks, which talks would plays. So I was like, wow. hey, I'm the one that are cooperating <laughs> with God's
0: grace. I yes. mean, seriously, that, that's, 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 that's what it's all about. I'm trying to think, I met a lot of people at UD, uh, and I'm trying to think of which one really stands out as far as somebody that uh, just came up. And But you hear a lot of that. People want to say thank you, they want to get bumper stickers, they want, uh, you know, to, and uh, Di- Sissel's on the phone, so she won't be able to tell us uh, anybody this year. She met a lot of people at uh, St. <laughs> Phillips, because a lot of people bought tickets, but uh, you haven't been out yet doing talks this year, but right. you have probably met so many people out of well the you
3: you know I have um, because some of them wind up being interviews mm-hmm. and and then other you know go on from there but also sometimes it's just an individual that has heard the statement that I've made about what Catholic radio has meant to me in my life, and that person comes up and says, I'm so glad that you said that. What you said is like an answer to my prayer this morning. So you just never know what the Holy Spirit has in mind, and that's what's so great. You just have to show up. Mm
0: -hmm. And uh, one person I'm thinking of that I met through you going out to a parish is uh, Jackie Minton. That's who I was thinking of, too. And also... uh, And then you
3: introduced me to her. Yeah, she's just us amazing! To each other at the Christmas show, yeah. the St. Nicholas Christmas show, and you had I'd never met, never met, met her because you met her parents. I met her uh, dad. And, uh, yeah,
0: Jackie's <laughs> like this amazing uh, singer songwriter, and she actually sang at the Synod uh, uh, event at St. Anne's uh, uh, back in December. And so you just go out there and you meet wonderful people, and people mm-hmm. are very thankful of Catholic Radio, and they have a lot of uh, of you know. It's kind of like this just love fest because we're thankful for them, they're thankful for us, and everybody. It's just it's just wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. 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 I wanted to also. uh, uh, Sissel's on the phone, so I'll just kind of give this announcement, and she can pipe in if she if she's able to. But she's talking to somebody on the phone right now. Um, This coming Sunday, am I right? Yeah. This coming Sunday, she is going to be on Life in the Rock because she. We mentioned this last Monday. She uh, went out to. uh, Now you went last Monday, right? And, and, yeah, and so when we were on the the air, you hadn't yet talked about your experience out there, just that you were going to go. So you want to tell everybody about your time at EWTN?
4: Sure. So yes, I flew out on Monday. I was supposed to, fly, I was, uh, supposed to fly out in the early afternoon. It started with it the good adventure of being in the airport for a few hours. But, you know, it's always extra time to pray, extra time to people watch <laughs> uh-huh. and all of that. Um, so I got in on the later side, uh, but I was, I still made myself, uh, Tuesday morning get up to go to the 7 a.m. mass. Um, so I could participate in mass that way. And, uh, I was able to go along and, um, uh, get to kind of explore the chapel a little bit and the uh, EWTN f- facilities. Everyone was so welcoming and kind to me while I was there. And uh, I also uh, obviously had the taping of the show with Father Mark Mary. And uh, that that part actually was pretty smooth. I had a meeting with, uh, a pretty extensive meeting with Father right before we did it for about uh, an hour and uh, had a lot of different conversations. But uh, the taping took about 20 minutes. Got my nose powdered, got to sit on the chair. <laughs> it
0: was was, it there, was like, there like a, a, a crowd <laughs> or were there like bleachers <laughs> where people could sit? Or? Uh, you
4: know, I don't know if it's because it's been so long since they've done that that they didn't even have that set up. But it was basically what I saw behind. There was w- one or two other people, like cameramen slash um, uh, floor directors, in the room, in the studio with us, and everyone else was in the control room. Yeah. And then there was just a bunch of props behind all of them. Oh, right. So yeah. it was really just Father and I. We just walked in, got my nose powdered, got a mic on, did two seven-minute segments and then it was over.
0: You get any pictures of you on the set?
4: <laughs> That's, you know it's terrible, Dave. and I could. I could that, hear huh? my mom's voice in my head saying, "Why did you not get a picture?" You Should've heard
0: my voice too. I, I mean, know, my Dave. I know. I'm just gonna have to
4: screenshot something from the show when it comes out. And I was, and I realized, yeah, I never got a picture with father. But like, you never
0: got a picture with father. I know,
4: Dave. I was, I was in the present moment, wasn't thinking that I, far. I can, can bring you. I can
0: show you a text where I said, "Hey, get some pictures." Oh, I
4: got pictures, just not yeah. a. Father.
0: Why don't you get a picture of, I mean, like, of, of like the like chapel a tree or something? Fingers. There you yeah, go. See,
3: she's selfless. She's thinking about the I beauty took, of the place. Yeah, there
4: were some beautiful things that I took. I, uh, Father and I also recorded a podcast. Um, uh, we were tr- we tried to go see the shrine yeah. that's about an hour away. Unfortunately, got stuck in traffic and did not get to the shrine before it closed. Um, but we walked around the outside. But we also recorded a podcast that'll be released as well, where we talked for about an hour about all sorts of different things, including uh, films and uh, The Chosen and Young People and my conversion story. Does he like so, The Chosen? He does like The Chosen. He's a fan. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He does.
0: Uh, all right. It's 26 minutes after the hour. And uh, Olivia, I know we were going to talk about this, the sports thing. We're about out of time, but I know you had a comment. Uh, <laughs> that uh, keeps Olivia, it safe. Olivia always it comes keeps safe, by, like ten, 10 things I want to talk about on <laughs> the show today, but uh, something having to do with sports. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I got about three minutes. So well, it's all I, yours.
3: I love the fact that Diane actually made the connection with her own uh, mystical experience with football. I mean, you just wouldn't have thought of that one coming up. So I love it. <laughs> Um, and and as you know, Dave, my deal was um I've been following a little bit the story of uh, Novak Jokovic because
0: the pastor of Saint Peter is <laughs> <of Peter's. laughs> right,
3: <Yeah>. right. <laughs> no the tennis yeah. player. that is yeah. Vesowski. see mm-hmm. I did it father I did it <laughs> but um at any rate um uh, he is a a fearless lover of Jesus Christ he's Serbian Orthodox and uh we just celebrated Saint Sava. Um, on the 14th of this month. And so it's really interesting that confluence of these things. But, um, he and his wife, Yelena, uh, use his celebrity and hers because she was a former model. They use their celebrity to do good Christian work in the world. They actually use the, their names and, and their, um, uh, celebrity, that's the best word to use, to raise money and, and help people who don't have the resources that God has been so generous in giving them. So, and, and then, and he has stood in the face of media and government.
5: Mm-hmm. And,
3: yeah. um, and Life Site News did what I think is a very good series of articles and the one about, um, they talk about the fact that his greatest title notwithstanding all those tennis titles his greatest title was being uh given uh, a title in the order of St Sava oh, right. and and yeah and as i say he's a fearless lover of Jesus Christ so he wears a wooden cross and he gives all glory and honor to god but he he's constantly in service and he uses his unbelievable talent in the service of god is he seem
0: like in the like the number one tennis player in the world he or? is the number the, one tennis the, the, player the reigning uh, yep. Australian Open champion, of right. course, they deported him, and right. you know, go, that's uh, that's all uh, right. that. Go, that go. And you know,
3: he didn't cave. He yeah. didn't cave right. on any of right. it. Right. And he's not defiant just to be defiant. Yeah. He's standing for the truth and for common sense and for true science. So all of that right. appeals to me. And, and
0: all this really highlights because uh, you got to know more about him. I, I didn't even know he was a Christian. I, I didn't. Know I didn't know anything. I didn't, anything. I didn't, I didn't even know, know he existed. I know. I didn't know he existed either. To be honest <laughs> with you, I, I don't follow <laughs> tennis that much, but. Uh, uh, that, that's great, mm-hmm. and so sounds like a great guy and uh, cool. I have to learn more about him, and mm-hmm. uh, I do like tennis. It's just that there aren't many American tennis players that are doing uh, on the men's side at least yeah. uh, all that yeah. great right now that I'm aware of. Thank I just you for giving
3: it. me that chance. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, <laughs> to thank, talk thank about you that. for being
0: here to be given the chance. <laughs> uh, all right, so that's Olivia. Thanks, Diane, for being on, and uh, hope your Cowboys do better next year. Okay, <laughs> I
5: hope so too. I'll be praying for them again. Yes,
0: always, uh, always next year for the for the Cowboys boys and uh so, so let's see we uh we're going to need to take a break and then we are going to be talking about a wonderful wonderful event that's coming up in almost exactly a month it's the 39th annual Kathy foundation award dinner it's going to be at the hilton anatole and this year as every year they uh they honor uh, a person a, a couple in some t- cases lydia and dan novikoff are going to be recognized uh, with the award as the award recipients at the event on uh, February 19th. I'm going to be there. My wife's going to be there. Cicely's going to be there. And uh, we hope you will as well. You can get tickets at CatholicFoundation.com and we'll give you some other ways that you can uh, get your tickets. But uh, Dan and uh, Lydia are going to join us right after this quick break here on The Good News Show.
2: Have you suffered the loss of a loved one? St. Monica Catholic Church in Dallas invites you to register for its grief support sessions to continue the journey from grief to healing. Group meetings will be held once a week for 10 weeks. The support group is free and led by trained lay facilitators. The only cost is $11 for the book. Meetings will begin on Wednesday, January 26th at 7 p.m. and will also Uh, be offered in Spanish. Please call 214-358-1453 for more information.
6: Calling all high schoolers. Now is the time to stand with other pro-life youth from across Texas. Join the Respect Life Ministry for the Dallas Diocese, the Catholic pro-life community, for a pilgrimage to Austin for the Texas Rally for Life, January 21st to 23rd. Registration will close on December 17th or when the trip is full. Sign up today at ProLifeDallas.org slash Austin or call 972-267-5433. Let your voice be heard that Texans deserve better than abortion.
2: The Guadalupe Radio Network is happy to welcome Pantego Dental and Orthodontic Center as a new sponsor here on KATH 910 AM. Are you taking Dr. Off? Nguyen, a member of St. Vincent okay. de Paul Parish in Arlington, and his staff offer a variety of services such as general and cosmetic dentistry, dental implants, braces, Invisalign, and laser pain relief for TMJ, TMD, and jaw pain. They can be reached at 817-274-1825. That's 817-274-1825. It's Pantego Dental and Orthodontic Center.
6: Hello, my name is Liz Mertz. My husband, Bill, and I own MasterTech Auto Repair in Plano. We are proud sponsors of Catholic Radio. Our family has been parishioners of St. Gabriel's and McKinney for many years. MasterTech is a full-service auto repair for all vehicles, from oil changes to complete engine replacement or transmission service. We are located just across the street from St. Mark's Parish in Plano. You can contact us at 972-578-1841 or www.mastertechplano.com. Thank you, and may you have a blessed day.
0: And we are back. Thanks for joining us today on this beautiful, sunny, somewhat chilly uh, Monday afternoon. This is the Good News Show here on KTH 9, 10 a.m., and uh, my name is Dave Palmer, along with Cecil Anderson, and uh, we are joined today uh, uh, via phone, Lydia and Dan Novikov for joining us. Again, big thanks to Bill Kula and all the great, great folks over at the Catholic Foundation. They are going to have their 39th Annual Catholic Foundation Award Dinner uh, almost exactly a month from uh, today. It's going to be Saturday, February 19th, it's going to be at the Hilton Anatole. You can go to catholicfoundation.com to get your tickets. You can also call them directly to get your tickets, 972-661- 9792, uh, cocktails begin at 630, followed by dinner and the program. And as we were talking about earlier, it's a fun, fun event and you really get to know the folks that are being honored. So I've got a wonderful, um, introduction and bio to, uh, tell you more about Lydia and Dan Novikov, but I want to make sure that they are on the line with us. Uh, Lydia and Dan, are you both there? Good, uh, good afternoon. Hi,
2: hi. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. This is Lydia.
0: Okay, I got Lydia. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Dan. You there, too? I'm here. All right. Uh, Hello, thank, Dave. Yeah. Hi, hi, Dan. Hi, Lydia. Thank you so much uh, for being on the program. With uh, I'm re. I read your bio, and I was like, "Wow, this is a, you guys have such an interesting story." So let me tell our listeners a little bit more about you, and then I'll ask you some questions about uh, you being uh, awarded this uh, great honor by the Kathy Foundation uh, next month. Uh, let's see. They're they're a dynamic couple. They met in college. As Lydia earned a bachelor's degree from Saint Mary's College near the University of Notre Dame up in Indiana, where she earned her master's degree. Dan, meanwhile, earned a bachelor's degree and a law degree from the University of Notre Dame and later earned his Master of Law in Tax at Southern Methodist University. Lydia is a Dallas native who once taught government at Ursuline Academy in Dallas, where she graduated. Dan is a native of Cincinnati. Cincinnati and attended the well-known uh, Moeller High School, where he was recognized for his outstanding athleticism. He later played football at Notre Dame, where he earned the honor of Most Valuable Offensive Player. Uh, today, Dan is a member of Frost Brown Todd, where he provides legal and tax advice on federal, state, and international transactional tax matters. They have two children, Isabel and Daniel, and three granddaughters. Uh, they are, as I mentioned, uh, here to... Uh, Uh, talk to us, because they were announced uh, as the recipients of the 39th Annual Catholic Foundation Award, and they joined a very impressive group of past honorees of this award, many of whom we've been honored to interview as well. Uh, The event is Saturday, February 19th, during an evening event at the Hilton Anatole Hotel, and you can get all your information and get your tickets at catholicfoundation.com. If you would like to sponsor a table, you can do that. And so uh, we welcome Lydia and Dan. If y'all hadn't done so much, the introduction wouldn't have been so long. So uh, <laughs> welcome to both of you. Th- thanks again for being on. Thank, thank you. Uh, thank l- you. Uh, Lydia, let me start with you, and uh, you've been involved in a, a lot. If I listed all the different philanthropic work that you and Dan did, I don't know that you all would have uh, any chance to talk uh, during this segment, so uh, you, you've done quite a bit. And just uh, tell tell us, what does it mean for you? And uh, Dan, I'll ask you the same question, to be selected uh, with the Catholic Foundation Award. Lydia, what does this mean to you?
6: Well, well Dave, Dave, first, of all, first of all, thank you thank for, you having, for us having us, and our appreciation goes to the Catholic, Catholic Foundation trustees and everyone involved for this nice recognition. Um, we are clearly honored to uh, receive it and know that we represent really the wider and very generous Catholic community. Dan and I are a small part of the many philanthropic efforts in Dallas, and Really, through my experiences, I've seen that it's the collective energies, it's the team working together that makes the real impact. So, um, as Dan and I looked at the many impressive awardees, as you mentioned, we are humbled to be in their company, we're inspired by their examples. We're not really sure we're deserving to be in their category, but we promise to continue all that we can to earn this recognition. So thank you all.
0: Oh yeah, thank you, and uh, Dan, uh, as Lydia mentioned, uh, I'm sure you've been to a lot of these Catholic Foundation events, and you see the, you know, the, the way they present, uh, the life and the, the legacy, I guess you could say of, uh, past recipients. And it must be a little surreal to be like, oh gosh, this year it's going to be us. <laughs> that must be uh, <laughs> quite an honor to be, to, to receive this and, uh, you know, have a spotlight put on you, but deservingly so.
1: Well, uh, Dave, I would say, yes, it is, uh, really, it's awesome. And, um, you know, it really, it's kind of like, uh, this is your life. So I'm not really sure, uh, that's all that comfortable. And also to have the spotlight is not all that comfortable, but I think it's such a, a great organization. It does su- such great work that, uh, we're really willing to come out of kind of the, the backlight and go into the spotlight, at least for one night. And it's really, uh, we're really representatives of the, Great team that works with the Catholic Foundation to do all they do in the in the Catholic community.
0: Yeah, and Dan, you 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 have uh, obviously you've uh, done very, very well career wise, and we talked about the athleticism. I had no idea about that Notre Dame award. Boy, that's quite an honor uh, as a football player. Uh, and I'll ask you both, Dan, and then Lydia, in in your spare time, which there's probably not a lot of, you do a lot of work with uh, involving your Catholic faith, involving education. Uh, Why do you find it so important to give back to the local community in in, in the ways that you guys have done over, you know, probably decades now?
1: Uh, Well, Dave, I'll go first. I think uh, for me, um, you know, uh, come from a different situation than Lydia uh, comes from. But uh, so neither of my parents graduated from high school. But, uh, based on their experience in life, um, they realized that education was the key to really realizing on the American dream. So they, uh, pushed we have uh, two brothers and they pushed us into Catholic education. And, uh, you know, it was a real sacrifice to come up with that tuition to, to send us there, but they thought that gave us the best opportunity for the future and uh we're forever grateful and uh you know the other part of giving back is um growing up you know i really was a recipient of a lot of help believe me it took a lot of help (laughs) to get me somewhere (laughs) yeah um i consider those people to be really you know guardian angels and sent into my life really by god there's you know jerry Faust, Eric arsegian father joyce or the well-known ones but there are others uh, there that, uh, you know, that that really helped me along the way and gave invaluable support. So I try to emulate them and pass on what I received to others in similar situations. So, uh, you know, the, the Catholic education is really important to me.
0: Yeah, and Lydia, there's a quote on the Catholic Foundation website uh, where they're uh, promoting the event and you all being the recipients. And you are quoted as saying, "quote We grew up knowing you should be grateful for what you had and do what you could for others." And I think it's kind of what Dan is saying as well. When you've been the recipient of so much graciousness and goodness from other people, it almost you feel like, "Gosh, I've got to give back." Is that some of your motivation? Just the the the, the blessing of what you've received, and you want to give back to the community.
6: Yes, absolutely. And, you know, uh, Dave, uh, my grandfather came at the age of 13 as an orphan uh, from Lebanon. He uh, in the, went first to Mexico and then up to the United States in search of a better life. And so, you know, he told us his story many, many times growing up. And um, he never forgot where he came from. He never forgot that, you know, throughout that journey... He trusted in God, he believed in God, his faith never wavered, and um, he passed along that trust in God, and he also, the message to us was, you know, you've been blessed, very blessed, and you should be grateful and share those blessings, and I always put it in the terms of, but for the grace of God, there go I. Mm. I mean, you know, his story could have been totally different, which of course would have made my story totally different, so I'm not sure why. We were so blessed, but we were. And so the lessons from an early age that I saw through my grandfather and my parents was, you know what, we, we need to share and we need to be good and do the right thing. So that's my motivation and my uh, hope and prayer is that it passes on to my children and their children.
0: Amen. Um, Speaking to Lydia and Dan Novikov, they are going to be the recipients of the Catholic Foundation Award at the dinner on Saturday, February 19th. Everybody's invited to attend i believe that tickets are still available you can go to catholicfoundation.com or nine seven two six six one nine seven nine two it's thirty 39th annual catholic foundation award dinner and uh, i'm excited my wife and i are going to be there as well if uh, if you could um either or both of you talk about your catholic faith and you've uh, mentioned your parents and the legacy and what they had the, their sacrifices and a bit about them um, where, how does your faith and just—I uh, believe you're both Cradle Catholic—influence uh, uh, and kind of uh, uh, motivate you to do all the kind of good work that you've done in the community? Dan, do you want to go first?
1: Uh, yes, uh, Dave. Uh, so, really, um, I mean that's a, that's a long story, but I think you can kind of sum it up. I think James, Saint James tells us that you know faith by itself, if it has no works is dead so to give our life or give faith uh uh life you know we must uh we must do works you know we've got to be involved in feeding the hungry and uh you know sheltering the homeless healing the sick educating children we you know to give our faith life we've got to do those works and um all of us are perform really called to 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 do that and i think uh you know the the beauty of the Catholic Foundation, as far as uh, I'm concerned, is it really helps facilitate and makes it easy for us as as lay people to fulfill our obligation uh, to our faith to do the, to uh, do those works.
0: Yeah, and Lydia, you mentioned about your uh, Lebanese background. I I have no Lebanese blood in me, but I'm uh, familiar with a local Lebanese parish in Lebanon. I mean, in uh, Louisville and uh, just have tremendous uh, respect for their heritage. Um, can you talk a little bit about your faith background and also how it influences um, your, your work in philanthropy?
6: Well, yes, you know, as I mentioned, my grandfather exhibited the, um, I think, true example of faith as he was most grateful to God and those who helped him along the way for the success he had in life. And so that was, you know, just ingrained in us. Um, we always, we are cradle Catholics. Our faith was at the center of everything we did. I mean, our world really was the Catholic community. And um, we, we grew up in that, you know, Catholic education, the values. And, um, you know, what I saw was um, parents and grandparents who really cared about other people. There was a genuine concern for others. I can remember, you know, if somebody was in need and called, they were always there to help, and they listened to the causes, they participated in the causes. And, um, you know, life without faith, I can't really even imagine. And um, if this terrible pandemic has taught us anything, it's that, you know, (laughs) we need our faith more than ever, and that, you know, it would be terribly to be isolated like this without faith in God. And trusting God, so my whole world centered around our Catholic faith, our Catholic activities, um, and you know, being a part of helping others. That was just what we need, knew to do. And then, you know, I went to Ursuline, and of course, Serviam is the the foundation, and it was just further enhanced there and through Ursuline, St. Mary's, um, other organizations where you know I was involved with you know, women and women leading and women care women caring, I you know, just this was just a natural part of who I was. So, you know, as Dan mentioned, most of the time I really enjoy being in the background. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> being in the spotlight like this is, is a, a a different situation for us, but um, you know, again if it if it fosters and encourages others to do their part
0: that's what's most important. Yes, thank, thanks for that, that answer. It's great to know, know the the faith background of both of you. It sounds like it's very, very strong. Uh, Dan, let's talk about the Catholic Foundation itself. We, we, as a radio station, have always had such a great uh, relationship with them, and I have tremendous respect from for all of them, uh, from you know Matt Kramer and Bill and Cheryl and, and the whole crew over there. Uh, you two have been very involved. Uh, Bill tells me that you were involved in the foundation's 50th anniversary. You've chaired their advisory council for the past 16 years, provided guidance to the foundation's annual professional advisors series uh, conference. Uh, Dan, tell me any, maybe how you first came to know about the foundation and why it's so important to have this relationship with those folks.
5: Well, uh
1: so Lydia really was first uh to uh serve the uh, Catholic Foundation. So uh Ed Schaffler, I believe, was the executive director at the time and he uh um he asked her to be on the board along with uh you know, along with the board members, uh she received the nomination. So she uh became uh quite involved and in, in, uh and and chaired the fiftieth anniversary and uh and she can tell you more about that. But as far as i'm uh, as far as i'm concerned uh, i became involved really with the catholic foundation when uh, we started the uh, catholic foundation advisory series for the you know for wealth and estate advisors yeah uh, i was part of that original group uh, cheryl mansoor came over and, and headed up uh, that program and uh, regis campfield the late regis campfield who's a professor at smu and also taught me at notre dame and another uh, fellow Notre Dame uh, graduate and lawyer Sandy Biscagno and myself served as kind of the kitchen cabinet committee to select the the uh, speakers for the uh for the it's a breakfast and uh and also to uh, facilitate uh, pe- uh professionals uh, participation uh in that series and we usually have it around in in pr- November right before the Christmas season and we uh, we you know we get uh people from the banks and from accounting firms lawyers uh insurance companies et cetera, that come in and we usually have a, a nationally known speaker such as uh Jonathan Block has spoken a number of times who's a nationally known uh um, expert in uh wealth uh transfer uh and and estate matters
0: Lady and Dan Nova call for my guests. We have uh, just a uh, little under 10 minutes remaining here on The Good News Show. The 39th Annual Catholic Foundation Awards Dinner is going to be Saturday, February 19th. It's just about a month away. And if you would like to go, they will be honored. They've got great food and drinks. It's just a great opportunity to be with a whole lot of folks in the local Catholic community and uh, learn more about the Catholic Foundation. They typically honor... Uh, Local high school student has just done a amazing thing, so it's, it's just a wonderful evening. Uh, Foundation dot com is the website. You can also call them nine seven two six six one. 9792, 972 661 And Lydia, if there's somebody out there who, you know, has a skill set and they, 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 they want to give, they want to do something, they want to impact the local community more. And they're just thinking, I don't even know where to start. I don't know what to do. What's your advice for somebody and how they can get started? Uh, in, in whatever suits their talent and uh, their skill base um, in, to, to, to bless the local community, what would be your advice for that person?
6: You know, I would suggest that they call the Catholic Foundation because um, you know the foundation knows the Catholic community and the dallas commu- the wider Dallas community as well but through the, ca- the through the foundation 's work its you know, its distribution process, it is familiar with every parish, Catholic organization out there. And so they would know what it is that or who it is that needs help and who needs volunteers, who needs monetary support, whatever it may be. And, um, you know, as a person wanting to get involved, just, you know, you think about what is it you're passionate about? What do you want to do? Where do you want your impact to be felt? And I think that's where you start is kind of an internal um, reckoning with yourself on what can I contribute. And everybody has something to contribute. Everybody has blessings that they can share. Everybody has skills that they can share. And so once you kind of determine what it is, I think going to the Catholic Foundation and asking them through their distribution and grant process, what are the needs out there? Here's what I'm interested in. And so that's where I would start. Um, I also wanted to just add to what Dan had said about the 50th anniversary. Um, I was so honored to be a trustee and involved in the 50th anniversary because that's a moment in time when you can tell your story to an amplified audience that will hear you that maybe under, you know, the 48th year they might not hear as much. Mm -hmm. So that was a real opportunity and um, a real special time for me And the Catholic Foundation did a great job of, you know, telling the story. To me, what you do is you tell your story. You have to tell your story so that people can hear it. And um, I commend the foundation on its, you know, willingness and dedication to the 50th anniversary. Um, And I have one other comment on being involved, and that is that I have chaired the Catholic Advisory Council for many years, thanks to Cheryl Mansour and those are the people that just really widen the reach of the of the foundation you know i think of the throwing the pebble yeah. in, the, in the water and it just kind of the circles just keep going and going and going getting wider and wider and that's what the advisory council does the more people you have involved the more people out there in the community telling the story knowing the story of the catholic foundation and you know they're the people trusted. Their names are important and revered in the community, and others will follow them. So the Catholic Foundation Advisory Council, to me, is just so important.
0: Yeah, and people can go to catholicfoundation.com and learn more about the foundation and all the good work they did. And like I said, well, I, I, we owe so much to them. They have uh, done such uh, to, so much uh, to help uh, the guadalupe radio network and such a blessed so blessed by them dan dan can i ask you a little bit of an offbeat question i'm just curious because uh i i mentioned before in your introduction about how you had uh the the most valuable offensive player award while you're playing in notre dame uh what position did you play and maybe since it is football season and you i know you're from cincinnati you probably enjoyed the game uh over the weekend with the, the Bengals. but what what uh what position do you play with Notre Dame and and how how did maybe that you know the, the experience as a, a player of a football team help you in your leader your own leadership skills even even in business and in life? Uh
1: well that's you know, great. Uh Dave, I'm always happy to talk about uh Notre Dame football. <laughs> um, I don't I don't think we want to talk about co- cowboy football today. However, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> So I played, uh, I was an offensive lineman, so that's kind of unusual for an offensive lineman to get the most valuable player award. But, uh, I played, uh, center my last two years, uh, at Notre Dame. And then my sophomore year, um, that was, uh, it, the, at the time when, uh, freshmen were not eligible. So my first year, I played center and then I played, uh, guard and tackle as we needed. So I was kind of a swing man that first year. And actually, the the first game that I had the opportunity to start was the uh, 1970 Cotton Bowl. And uh, so that was a, a real thrill to, you know, after 45 years of Notre Dame not going to the bowls, my sophomore year, uh, we decided to go. And, um, and so the, and we got to play uh, Texas, a, a really great uh, football team uh, that was really on a run. And I might mention since it's Martin Luther King Day, that those, the bowl proceeds and the motivation for Notre Dame to go back into the bowls was Father Hesburgh wanted to raise money for minority scholarships. So yeah. the money from that game went to minority scholarships.
0: Yeah, awesome. Well, uh, I, I was uh, just a, a very young boy at that time, but I have heard about those. <laughs> uh, I think that Notre Dame-Texas game, that was, uh, as I recall, who, who won that game? Was that uh, did, did Notre Dame win that?
1: Well, you know, uh, we did not win the first one.
0: <laughs> I could tell from the hesitation it wasn't Notre Dame. <laughs> but, well,
1: uh, we, we didn't lose. We didn't lose. Time ran out. <laughs> that, I think that'd be the Cowboys' story today. Time yeah. ran out. We didn't lose. Well,
0: that's awesome. <laughs> no. uh, well, thank, but I thanks. But also
1: must say, wait a minute. Yeah, wait, go ahead. But we, but we did come back the next year and plan, and then we beat them handily.
0: All right. Okay. I, I, I love. I love good good story. Uh, 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 that okay, awesome. So, uh, let me uh, uh, just uh, Lydia bring you back in. I, I mentioned, and for folks who haven't been to one of these Kathy Foundation events, we mentioned about uh, the presentation, about the uh, the award recipients, and the video, and uh, uh, do, any any preview you want to give. Have they been already interviewing your kids or grandkids and everybody that you know? And uh, uh, well, have they started that? You know that process yet of putting that all together about how they're going to present that for that night on the nineteenth?
6: Well, you know Cheryl and the Catholic Council—they're <laughs> so far ahead and so organized that the answer to that is yes. Um, however, they've kind of kept us in the dark yeah. in terms of um, <laughs> much of of what's been said or done. Uh, Dan and I smile—we've been really nice to our children lately. <laughs> we yeah. know they were we know they were be, we knew they were being interviewed no, i'm teasing but yeah. you know um we they do such a beautiful job and and the answer is yes everything is so wonderfully organized um i wish we knew more but you, know, uh, you
0: don't get to see the the video ahead of time huh
6: not to my knowledge at this point okay. guess we're they're in the final stages of their production and going forward but um you know, we're, like we said, very humbled, uh, yet very grateful. And um, whatever they do, I know it will be absolutely perfectly done and well done. And um, as Dan and I both said, I think, you know, our objective is to really showcase the work of the foundation and the, the people involved and, and the tremendous impact it has. We're we are, um, kind of minor role players in this is, is the way we look at
0: it. Yeah, well, it's uh really been a, a pleasure getting to know you on the radio and introducing you to uh, those in our audience who are not familiar with you, and they're going to learn a whole lot more if they get their tickets to the uh, Catholic Foundation 39th Annual Awards Dinner, uh February 19th. It's a Saturday evening, and again, uh I'm planning on being there, and I hope I get a chance to say hello to you to both in person and uh, maybe take a picture, and maybe we'll put it up on our, our Facebook page or something. But thank you for uh, taking the time, uh, uh, Dan and Lydia, for, uh, to, to be on the show with us today and give us a little bit of information about your background. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much to both of you.
1: Thank you, Thank you Dave. And we look forward to seeing you at the dinner.
0: Yes, I, I yeah, likewise, and just want to remind everybody: if you don't have your tickets yet, please get online and, and get them. catholicfoundation.com. dot com. You can learn all about the foundation and find uh, you can see Danna Lydia's picture and uh, also uh, uh, more about the the event itself. You can call them if you'd like as well nine seven two six six one 9792 God bless you both and uh, and we'll see you in about a month and uh, thanks everybody for uh, for listening today to The Good News Show thanks to Sissel uh, and Diane and Olivia and if uh, you want to get those car raffle tickets you can also go to our website grnonline.com forward slash raffle God bless you and have a great rest of your day
1: Thanks for joining us for The Good News Show here on KATH 9 10 AM on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please join us next week at the same time for the